Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Body cam footage from a deadly shooting. I'm Nick Ainelli. Tensions between Washington and Beijing continue. Hiring surges in July. Maryland's governor blasts the feds over a delay on his managed toll lanes. I'm Kate Ryan. It's Saturday morning, 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Aaron Rubin in New York. The job market is strong despite high inflation. Employers added 528,000 jobs last month, but many of us are still hurting because of rising prices. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. A lot of people are using their savings that were built up during the pandemic to supplement their income. Now others are borrowing to fund that gap. Senate Democrats are hoping to pass a spending bill that includes funding for health care, climate and energy programs. Today will be a working Saturday at the Capitol. Angry over House Speaker Pelosi's visit to Taiwan, China cut off contact with the U.S. on vital issues such as climate change and they staged military drills. The White House called that provocative and irresponsible. CBS's Stephen Portnoy. On Thursday, the White House summoned China's ambassador for a formal rebuke. Ambassador Ching Gong responded in a Washington Post op-ed, calling the question of Taiwan one of the very few issues that might take China and the United States to conflict. Indiana's governor Friday signed the first post-Roe v. Wade abortion ban. The near-total ban does include some exceptions, including in cases of rape and incest, and to protect the life and health of the mother. A jury said radio talk show host Alex Jones should pay $45 million in punitive damages to the parents of a Sandy Hook shooting victim, Jesse Lewis. Legal analyst Lori Levinson. I think the judge allowed the jury to go forward and issue a high amount of $45.2 million in punitive damages, knowing that under the state law it would probably have to be reduced. But that was more of a symbolic verdict. 20 children and six adults died in the shooting in Connecticut. Jones had called the event a hoax. There's more rain in the forecast for Kentucky this weekend. Our Jim Crisula tells us about the urgent medical needs of people there. Countless flood victims in the hills, hollers, and mountains of eastern Kentucky are in desperate need for their regular medications. Then there's the concern about people in the cleanup. Dan Grants oversees the University of Kentucky pharmacies. We've given about 40 tetanus and hep A vaccinations for local folks trying to clean up, and they're just exposed to a lot of things. Special efforts are being made to get diabetics their destroyed life-saving medications and medical devices. Jim Crisilla, CBS News. Elon Musk is accusing Twitter of fraud in his countersuit over the $44 billion failed deal for the social media company. This is CBS News. 
You listen to WTOP for the latest news, traffic, and weather in your car. But what about when you're not behind the wheel? Download the WTOP News app to listen wherever you are. Eating breakfast, out for a run, or at work. Plus, sign up for news alerts, create a personalized news feed, and register for rewards. 24-7, 365. Never miss a moment with the WTOP app. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org, insured by NCUA. WTOP at 203. Good Saturday morning, everybody. Welcome to the weekend, August 6th. We've made it. Spotty showers may linger by daybreak, mostly cloudy, muggy, low in the 70s. We're at 73 right now. Dean Lane, we do indeed thank you for taking us along for your weekend morning ride. Topping the local stories we're following for you as we head into this Saturday together. The search is on this morning for a 66-year-old man suspected of vandalizing a Gambrel's church with graffiti this week. At Arundel County Police want to talk with Donald Hood Jr., who they say is known to frequent the Oderton Gambrel's area. The latest incident was Wednesday night this week, we're told, and was the second time in a matter of weeks that the Kingdom Celebration Center was actually vandalized. In other news this morning, three people are now dead locally as a result of that lightning strike in Lafayette Park near the White House this week. The latest victim is a 29-year-old man, we're told, who died Friday afternoon. A couple of tourists in their 70s died earlier in the day. They were James and Donna Muller from Janesville, Wisconsin. They were visiting D.C. at the time this weekend to celebrate their 56th wedding anniversary. A fourth victim, a woman, is still in critical condition Saturday morning. So what is the best way to protect yourself when there's lightning in the area? The first thing to do is find shelter indoors. And it includes building of some kind with walls and, and a ceiling or in a vehicle, uh, you know, a hardtop vehicle with the windows rolled up. Chris Strong, warning coordination meteorologist at the National Weather Service Baltimore, Washington, says there really isn't a safe place outside anything can be a conduit. You can be near a tree, you can be not near a tree. People struck on the roof, struck in the beach, struck in the golf course, struck in an open field, struck in a forest, the, the trees around. The best advice, he says, check before you go out. If there's a chance of thunderstorms, have a plan for a building you can get shelter in. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. WTOP at 205. D.C. police have this week released officer body camera footage. This from a deadly shooting that happened last weekend in northwest D.C. In the video, you can see D.C. police Sergeant Ronaldo Otero Camacho driving up to a scene with a gun already in his hand. He leaves the car, yells the word gun, then shoots and kills Kevin Hargrave Sherd, who was 31 years old. This is an active investigation. Mayor Muriel Bowser. The video is now with the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia for review. While police say they recovered a gun at the scene, Hargrave Sherd's sister, Serena Hargraves, insists he was not armed and she shouted down the mayor. That's my brother. Yes, ma'am. And you guys are saying, gun, 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 that never happened on that video. I seen it. The officer involved is on administrative leave. In the district, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. He says he was blindsided, and Maryland's top leader now wants a decision that delays his plan for more toll lanes in the Beltway, on the Beltway and 270, in fact, to be reversed. Governor Larry Hogan has called on President Joe Biden and Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg to reverse a decision by the Federal Highway Administration that further delays his plans to replace the American Legion Bridge and add managed toll lanes to parts of the Capitol Beltway and I-270. 
Federal transportation officials were expected to give a thumbs-up or thumbs-down decision on the plan by today. It's not clear what prompted the delay. In a press release, Hogan dismissed opponents of the plan as, quote, pro-traffic, while local activists and civic groups called for more study of the project that was first announced in 2017. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. WTOP at 207. Also, we are here at WTOP learning more this weekend about the shooting death of a special library police officer during a training exercise in D.C. this week. I thought I had my training gun. Why did I do this? That's the gist of what Jesse Porter told the first officer to respond to the shooting. According to documents in support of involuntary manslaughter charges and the death of 25-year-old Morica Mannion of Indian Head. The charging documents describe the shooting happening during a class group photo as people prepared to leave. After a day involving instances of classmates playfully teasing Mannion for repeatedly not being ready for various reasons. One witness describes Mannion making a funny comment early in the day and the class instructor Porter pointing an orange training gun at her to simulate shooting her. 